Today we're talking to Alari Orav and Uku Christian Gutis, designers and co-founders of Aku Design Agency. They've done design work for a multitude of clients, including projects for the Estonian National Museum, Parliament of Estonia, and Huffington Post. What put each of you on the path to becoming designers? Well, I started to do graffiti when I was, I don't know, like 14 or 15. And then, uh, then I wanted to make a website to put up the stuff that I made. And then I kind of discovered that the computers can do a lot more than just websites. So you can make like interesting stuff there. And I basically grew up in, in, in the Institute of Cybernetics and, and around computers and, and then kind of having this sort of graffiti plus computers kind of combined then then I ended up just by by basically teaching myself how to use graphic design programs and then then ending up in a design school and starting the company with Alari and Coral. Very cool. So the intersection of uh, personal art and need to display the art led you there. And Alari, what about you? Yeah, so my, my path was a bit different. Um, I was into art from from pretty early, or like yeah, when I was a kid, I, I liked to draw a lot. And then I went to kids' art school, and I kind of saw uh, that I would maybe go on to the uh, art university, um, which didn't happen. Uh, but what happened is that I got into, um, uh, into uh, buying records, and playing music um, in 1995 or like mid 90s when I was still in high school. And then I, I started putting on like underground parties uh, in Tallinn and uh, I started designing flyers for those parties. And my my mother worked at the publishing company and so they had this Macintosh computers there. Uh, and I went there in the evenings and kind of taught myself how to use the, the, the software to design the flyers. Um, and then I, I actually studied advertising. Uh, and then I went to work in advertising and I didn't graduate. And that's how we have, that kind of led to the next question that how we two met. So we, we met at an advertising agency. Uh, sometime later. Okay. That yes, that was the next question. That that makes sense. Uh, was it a big agency? Meaning, um, were you able to work together closely right away, or or was it something about each other that uh, that built a connection a bit better? Yeah, the, the agency was uh, we still called Tank Tank. Uh, it's in Estonian terms, it's a, it's a rather big agency. It's like 25 people around. Yeah, it's like depending on the on the economic situation as the agencies go. But but we had both worked at other agencies before that. Um, but yeah, kind of big, large agencies, and um, and so we worked together uh, on some projects. Uh, but actually, we. Um, we both did like freelance projects on the side, and that's how we actually uh, made the, um, the kind of the closer connection that we were both uh, uh, we were both proposed to uh, to work on this um, architectural uh, Italian architectural biennale in 2012. I think mm -hmm. it was probably 2011. I don't know. Well, mm -hmm. Or was it 11? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So and we we kind of we kind of asked like yeah like the, we were individually like asked that if we wanted to do it and then we kind of found out and we thought okay we actually could do it together and then we we did that and and worked uh, after after hours and weekends um, on on that project together and then. Uh, Uku and um, the third partner uh, at Aku, uh, who is not with us anymore, Karel, uh, they worked on another project together. So that's how, how the connections were made. And, um, and eventually the three of us kind of uh, were smoking cigarettes in the kitchen and, and kind of 
after a few beers kind of started kind of thinking that okay we have now these projects that we work all evenings and all weekends on that we could actually maybe quit the, the day job and, and, and make these projects our day job. So uh, as all great ideas uh, after hours with, with drinks uh, <laughs> came to mind, that makes sense. Um, and uh, so, so there were three of you to begin with, two of you now. Uh, do, did you feel that when you were starting out that you had uh, specific roles in mind for each other? Did you see uh, yourselves as already kind of settling into taking over specific tasks? Because when you're right, when you start your own um, business, your own agency, uh, some strengths uh, somebody might have, others might not. Did you kind of divide work specific ways? I think in in the beginning we didn't we we were all like in the, in the very start we were all working like on on the same projects like all three of us together so we we kind of everybody did everything in that sense but I think like as time went on sort of the, the roles or I mean that now they're more more specific so uh, but, but yeah in, in the beginning I think yeah that's that's like if we had, if we had a project or even multiple projects and, and every and everybody had an input in them and also like took care of various, various other stuff as well. Yeah, when we started, we, we kind of worked on all projects together, uh, which was maybe not the most efficient uh, way, but we kind of felt that was kind of the, uh, the right thing to do. Um, there, there was maybe one slight uh, detail that um, uh, when we were working in advertising, then Uku and Carl were both art directors, and I was uh, a creative director um, in the end. So I got to um, go to these weekly meetings and I actually had some idea of the money side of things as well, how an agency works and how, how kind of the spreadsheets are and how the weekly and monthly kind of turnover and, and kind of cost and, and, and things like, like this kind of look like at least. I didn't really know how they work, but, uh, but yeah, so maybe that was, but I think yeah, we all kind of just we none none of us had any any kind of uh, business background or business experience before, so we kind of just made it made it up as we went along. Yeah, I, most people do that, and I think that uh, that learning experience rate is is really important. Um, sometimes you you have to try to to get it right and. That does bring me to uh, my next question, which is, um, I know that as part of your agency, you say that starting with the question of why is the big driver of how you approach your projects. Uh, can you kind of describe how that works for you? You start with why, but where do you hope that it leads you or you don't? I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just something that we have written on the website, uh, <laughs> to be honest, but that. Uh, but 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 sure enough, it's it, it's something we ask ask ourselves and we ask our clients. It's not like a specific process that we we just the first first meeting always starts with this question. But but I think design is still a, a, a lot about communication, and a lot of the problems that we encounter come from uh, miscommunication. Usually, so it's, it's just yeah, asking these questions and kind of also making the clients kind of understand what is it that they actually need and uh, what is the problem that we are actually solving. Um, I think this is really important. And um, and yeah, I think when we started, we just just wanted to make like cool stuff, and uh, it still still do. Uh, but yeah, I think when you get deeper into design and kind of learn more and more, then you start asking also more, more questions and it's just also um, the work has changed. We work on um, much bigger projects and then you kind of look at things, how they would, how they would work in, in five years or what would actually work. It's not just creating a, a poster that looks cool, but it's, it's creating an identity system for the for the for the city of Tallinn that would, would actually work for for all the departments and and um, all the different um, 
parts of the organization. And, and if it doesn't work, you, you start asking why again and, and, and trying to fix that. That makes sense. Having like a, a big overarching way of looking at it and then uh, breaking it down into smaller functions to actually make it executable. Uh, do you ever find that um, in finding out what the client needs or maybe wants, uh, that uh, it doesn't go along with your sensibilities of, of or like what you, since, right, you're, you're saying that you started with and still do want to make cool stuff. Um, do you ever find that what the client wants just isn't quite cool? I mean, <clears throat> that's not really like a prerequisite to, to, to why we should work with the client. I think like, like the aspect of cool in that sense, but sometimes the question really is like, what, like in, the, in the context of why, it's like, why are they coming to the design company and, and what is the problem that they're trying to solve? Uh, and usually that, that's nothing like, that's not like their purpose to usually then uh, to be a quote-unquote cool, but they have usually some type of business situation mm -hmm. or some kind of a need for for a change or or for directional change or in, in some cases they don't really have anything but uh, besides like a like name or, or an idea uh, but but yeah, it really depends on, on the problem that the client has but yeah in the, in the end it's all we still i mean not our not all of our work has a, has a visual output but but all of it has and um, and that's also the the part where um, I, I guess it's it's it's, it's much it, it's like the subjectivity comes into play and um, uh, and yeah what is cool to us might not be cool to uh, somebody else so I mean yeah we don't we don't use the word cool really uh, <laughs> but yeah what kind of uh, looks let's say looks good and um, and I think that it represents kind of cool visual communication to us might be, I don't know, boring to somebody else. So it, it's an ongoing discussion and I think also it's a question of kind of educating um, maybe the clients and, um, and kind of making them understand that it's, it's just not a, again, it's not, not, not just this one one application, but we have to look at the bigger picture all the time, and and there is the design is also always a compromise. So always have to kind of come to see that uh, if you if you take if you make one decision, you rule out all the others. Yep, that that makes sense. Uh, I think uh, that that um, uh, made me think of uh, kind of that you really, in this process that you're describing of how you start and how you figure out where it goes and how it serves the purpose of the client or the project down the line, that you have to uh, be very good in being empathetic and putting yourselves in the shoes of both your client and whoever the end user or experience getter would be. Um, are there any specific ways that you kind of help yourselves get into that other person's shoes? What it, kind of, how do you think about this? How do you think about the people that are using um, or interacting with the things that you design um, to, help, to help you? Mm, well, for a lot of, lot of the projects we do nowadays, uh, we uh, conduct interviews with both the, the client uh, and and the end users, and that's one way of of establishing this empathy and kind of understanding the the situation inside the organization and also for 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 the end users. Um, also, with yeah and yeah, I mean this is this is kind of the easiest easiest tool in the box, and I think it's not still used um we should be used more um and it's it's, it's kind of it's, it's pretty easy and 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 quick and uh depending obviously how how many interviews you want to conduct uh, but but even even a few of those they they usually still um uh open up new doors and this kind of uh, but also i think uh for for some 
of the projects we ourselves can can be the end users or our typical end users so we can just use our own kind of gut feeling and our own experience and um, and I think that's also okay as well. This really depends on the on the project and on the on the kind of resources we have, meaning the the budget and time. So sometimes there's not not enough budget to to do the the proper research. So we just have to have to kind of think ourselves in, into the situation of the end user and um, and again use our previous experience from from other projects. And I think that's also really something that uh, yeah if you have worked for like over 20 years on on very many different clients you you, you get uh, you get this kind of feeling that if it's it's working or not and and most of the time it's it's correct I'd say I don't know how, how you feel yeah so it's basically experience and then like finding out uh, more usually by questionnaire, but you can all use other methods as well. Basically, you can go and watch what what certain people are doing, or, or like let's say we were working uh, for a pitch for a zoo, so we so we went to the zoo and just watched watched what what type of people are there, what are they doing, what are their sort of interests. And, but sometimes it's like it's really hard to ask somebody like a question like why do you do a thing, or what do you think about the design thing specifically because that's that's subjective, but you can ask about like what other people sort of needs or problems or or sort of ideas or, or things like that. So it's so it's it's, it's maybe a, a bit more different. Yeah. So basically, I think that like we, we as designers usually we don't have all the answers, but but the uh, people who use use the design they they do. Not not even, not even the clients don't usually have the, the whole the whole deck of the, the solution. Or the solution, but but the problem in their mind. Yeah, I think it's one of the, and also we, we test test the solutions depending again on the on the project and um, uh, and what is the outcome and at what stage we're at. So yeah, testing testing the, um, uh, the solutions is, is one way of, of getting more kind of valuable feedback. Uh, but I think it's quite often it's, it's just kind of reminding ourselves and, and if reminding the client that we're not, it's not just a dialogue, it's just, just between the client and the designer, but there is this third party, the end user, somewhere out there and who, who we actually doing this thing for and, and kind of uh, switching the conversation all the time, uh, kind of reminding ourselves that, that we're not doing this just because it, it would be cool for us or, or for the client, but it has to actually work for the, for the end, end user. And, um, and that's something I think the, the clients uh, seem to forget uh, quite often. Yeah, absolutely. That it's a, they come to you with what they feel is their problem, but at the end, it's, it's not really just about them. They just happen to be paying and hiring, but, but really most of the time, right, it's, it's for an outside person or experience for for that to happen uh was that difficult for you uh coming into the role and run, running your own agency this idea of having to educate uh your clients on how things work and keeping keeping in mind the end goal how how did uh, did that come naturally or is that a bit of a learning curve i think it's still ongoing uh, the the sort of the teaching part and, and also like dealing with clients and, and, and dealing with like what they think about what design is and how it should be uh, made. So I think that that's something that uh, that's sort of the the main sort of topic in, in what we do. Uh, but of course, like it depends on, on the client. Sometimes there are people who are really really uh, efficient, really good at knowledgeable about design processes and how to order and. Not to order things, but how to sort of give feedback and how uh, how to sort of uh, see if what we propose works or not, for example. But uh, that's not the case with it's not with it's not the case with every client, and, and I think that's uh, something that will never completely sort of uh, disappear. And it will always be our job to.
explain our choices and explain what what we're doing and why 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 we want to do it this way and, and sort of like so we we don't come uh, and talk in a position that we have all the answers and, and we just basically present like yeah. this is this best thing and now you should use it or whatever. But we always uh, also have always this role to uh, yeah basically to, yes role to explain or, or teach you as well. Yeah, it's something that we, we also try to assess um, before taking on a new project, that what is kind of the, um, uh, how, how do you put it, what's the previous experience of the client, so have they, um, are they knowledgeable about design and or, or not, and so we kind of understand how much effort needs to be put into, into that that project so uh, we sometimes succeed in, in in that sometimes not not that not that some, sometimes we're better sometimes not that uh, that that good but uh, but I think it's, it's, all, it's every project is different and it's um, and yeah the assumptions you have in the beginning uh, sometimes change quite a lot when the when the reality kind of kicks in that, that definitely makes sense, right? Uh, I think we generally tend to forget that uh, agency or business, ultimately you're dealing person to person and everybody has their own thoughts, their own experiences. And as much as we want to formulate or create processes for everything, ultimately we still have to be aware of our blind spots, other people's blind spots, um, and kind of work uh, work around that. Um, so going kind of along those lines, uh, since we, we all have our own blind spots, uh, have you had any experiences where, uh, your ideas or your preconceived notions going into a project, it just ended up being total failure and, and you had to totally recalibrate and adjust any experiences of failure that you could share? Yeah, of course. Um, uh, Without the specific, sometimes it's, yeah, sometimes you figure out that that the, the process, like how you plan to do something with a client, doesn't work at all. Sometimes the failure is there. Sometimes you understand that like what the, the other person thinks about what what sort of good like the visual sort of language, and just in a, in a totally it's a sort of sort of a general sense doesn't totally like work at all. So. Uh, sometimes it can be like a managerial problem, like uh, sort of like sort of so yeah. So basically, some, some type of other issue that's not actually related to the visual output of the thing, but, but related to something else. Uh, so, but yeah, it's basically a, a lot of this changes when when you get to show something that's visual, and, and that's that's always sort of the sort of the hardest. Yeah, when we're talking about just generally kind of, I don't know, values or, or just like this uh, nice sounding words and everybody's on, on agreement and everybody's nodding along and the first time you, you show something visual then they're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, it's yeah, kind of establishing that the words and the visuals kind of match. I think that's, that's one of has been and still would be in the future as well one of the bigger bigger challenges yeah and designing the processes as well so sometimes something works really well for a client and we take the process and kind of put it into a new project and it doesn't work uh, although the kind of the setup and the task is similar and, and everything kind of should should be kind of uh, the same but but yeah, people are different, and, and some organizational, maybe I don't know, power balances are different or whatever. So we we, we do work a lot with um, with the public sector and with big organizations, and and yeah, so it's um, it's it's different than working, let's say, with a with a smaller uh, company or startup, and and yeah, then they there are different challenges for for each type of client. It, it sounds a lot like what you mentioned in the beginning, right? That everything is 
related to communication or miscommunication, right? Because like, if, like you were saying with the values, what you might be picturing in your mind for a value, obviously, sometimes it's totally different. And then when you visualize it, it doesn't align. Um, and then that also reflects back to what you were just saying. A bigger organization probably has much more complicated communication structures and that comes with uh, its own problems of navigating uh, who gets the right information and how versus a smaller structure. Uh, is that by choice that you work with bigger organizations? Is that just something you're used to now? Do you have a preference? Uh, I think that it sort of happens like if you start with one, then usually you, you just kind of end up getting, or if you present that and talk about it, these projects then sort of the, they kind of snowball into next ones. So I think like if we would do a lot of like bake, bakery oriented stuff then, then we would really work a lot with bread or something like that. Uh, but that, that wasn't the, like like a plan I think in the beginning but it was really, like when we started I think we, we sort of tried to work with like really sort of different fields of clients or like basically just, just to see like oh like how does that work or how or, or it, would be, it would be interesting to do, let's say, Project X, because we've never had this chance before. Like when we worked in the advertising agency, uh, we didn't really get to choose our clients so much. And we didn't also get kind of like work so much, like lot, we didn't work a lot with like design related projects. So it was mostly sort of like doing advertising stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I'm like chatting off a little bit. Uh, so, like, basically, the that sort of has happened, but it's based on previous projects. I think that's not like a conscious decision to only work with that client. Yeah, I mean, to be really honest, when when we started, we just took on everything we, we could because that's what you do when you start out. Absolutely. Uh, but it was interesting because, yeah, we, do, we did a lot of different stuff. Uh, but to answer the question, I think, yeah, Uku, uh, Uku is right. So it's... It, because when you have experience from from a field, then you that kind of translates into in some kind of value for for the clients as well as, as kind of designing the processes and and the actual the work. Uh, but also, I think financially, Estonia is a rather small country, and there we wouldn't be most probably able to just concentrate on bakeries. Maybe we we would. I mean, there are agencies who do just packaging, let's say, but also they have a lot of foreign clients, and uh, and um, and we we still don't don't we have, we haven't defined ourselves that we, we really do only this type of, of clients, and we don't. Uh, I think I say like maybe two thirds of our clients are from the public sector, so one third is, is still uh, uh, private companies. That makes sense. Yeah, I think you even if it's not intentionally, we carve out a niche because it, like you said, it is easier for uh, our clients and then ultimately ourselves. We already have kind of experience. We have the confidence. We can uh, kind of run every single one as uh, as a test to our hypothesis in in some sense. Um, you can try different things, um, but always know that you have something else to to rely on. So, it, in terms of the one third of like non um, public sector work, are those? Um, do you try to fill those with kind of more passion projects in any way, like uh, that uh, follow your your individual interests or anything like that, or or just as it comes? Mm. I think that we, from the very start, we have done uh, quite a lot of culture, culture projects as well. So they are somewhere borderline between uh, uh, between the public sector and private sector because they are, in Estonia they are mostly funded by uh, by the by the public sector, um, even if they are uh, privately held companies, let's say organizing a festival or or something like that. Um, so yeah, there is. Uh, that's like one one client base, and I think that could be maybe defined as as a more kind of passion project. Um, and but yeah, I, I, we didn't. I don't know. It's it's we don't really. Well, we, yeah, there are some like like smaller things we do, which are maybe whether well, kind of fun factor is is a bit higher and and the budgets are lower, but. Um, 
but we don't really have a, a specific formula like okay we, we take on this that, that many of those projects it's just like each each project we we decide individually so if we if we're gonna make the offer or or participate in the tender or, or not so. mm -hmm. and how much would you say um is timing affected for you in the sense like right if you take on one big project that takes up uh, a lot of your time and effort you you miss out on on others or you might not go in uh, do you try to keep things pretty pretty balanced or uh, or are you more likely to chase a project uh, even if you don't have capacity the the question being that um, you know uh, for a lot of people especially when they're starting out there's this question of in the beginning, like you said, you took pretty much everything that came your way because that's the beginning. Do you feel like you're already at the stage where you take only what you want uh, or not? That really depends on how much work we have. If we have uh, lots of stuff, then we then we can get much more sort of pickier and uh, be like, okay, you know, we, we, we can't do this based either time-wise or just the we don't have yeah, interest <laughs> but but usually it's like we we do try to to select our clients sometimes we we see that the task is not like what we are really best at or sometimes it would be that, that we would need to either do something that we have not done before and if we if we're doing that for the first time for, for a huge client then that's a very big risk but if it's a small client then But yeah, to answer your question, it depends a lot on like how much uh, how much do we have on. It's also about sort of managing our resources as well. Yeah, generally, we we tend not to overbook ourselves, so we we prefer to have maybe a bit less work, so that everybody also in the studio. So it's not only two of us; it's it's five of us. So we have a responsibility uh, towards the, the three designers we have, uh, but we kind of, I think we all have kind of an agreement, I don't know, we haven't made an agreement, but I think we all kind of think that it, it's better um, to maybe not, not chase after everything, and we turn work down, even if we have capacity. Um, and I think, yeah, there are like projects where we like, yeah, that's not for us. Uh, and, and and then there are projects that like, that's super cool. And then there are projects which are like, okay, it's maybe not the, the, the coolest project, but we know how to do it. Um, and we can do um, a professional and good, good work on that. So let's let's do it. And and I think, yeah, it's also like maybe me and Oku um, differ a bit. So I'm, I'm maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit, um, um, uh, I don't know what's the word again. Um, we also work a bit. Uh, or, yeah, we are a bit different in the in the approach, and and the Vitsuko is still dealing more with the, the the graphic design part, and I'm nowadays more just uh, uh, dealing with with strategy and kind of. Um, messaging and and just writing a lot so so yeah it's, it's again it's what part of the project kind of interests you personally it's, it's also maybe the, the question there i think you part of it is right uh, the different tasks you're taking but i'm sure that there are differences in how you approach uh the work um so i would want to ask from from each of you what do you think is the other person's biggest strength? Well, Alar is really, really good at finding things and thinking things through sort of methodologically, sort of figuring out how to uh, process things so that we always like uh, sort of a minimum, minimum amount of risk, but just uh, basically knowing how to keep things flowing in a, in a really nice way. Plus, if he goes to a, a, a design meeting, 
radio, it's sort of like really, uh, it's a really good voice to hear sometimes. Mm -hmm. Go to a client meeting and then all are talking and even I'm sometimes just like kind of just kind of dozing off, not dozing off, but just getting. <laughs> but I but I noticed that with a lot of clients that's really sort of reassuring and and, and he makes them feel uh, safe. I think then, then yeah, that's that's a really good good thing that he does. Wow, I've never realized that, but I think it's just an important point here because we are really selling confidence because it's uh, design is a service that that not everybody uh, buys every day, so it's, I sometimes makes this stupid comparison that if I need to, you know, install new plumbing to my country house and I've never ever in my, my life done it. So, and, and that's how I feel, but that's how most of our clients feel when they come to the design agency. They go, oh, how, how, where should I start and which, which plumber should I, I take and, and, and how much does it cost and why does it cost so much? And so, but hey, uh, now to the question, Uku uh, uh, is really uncompromising. So I really like, uh, I like it, and we uh, have some arguments from time to time, but I think they are good arguments, and I think he's kind of pushing um, the quality level and then keeping the quality level high for the work that we do. And he's also uh, so clued up uh, on all kinds of new technology and, um, and visual uh, expressions and, and kind of uh, pushing the envelope there, so not, not like kind of uh not just you know doing the the stuff we we did a, a year ago but trying like find new ways and, and and trying on new stuff and um and maybe yeah it's not like business wise it's, it's it's not maybe the uh most sensible thing to do but i think it's something that's in our dna and we kind of uh, are happy doing that and um um yeah so um and yeah, so and I think yeah, it also goes to to the the other designers here at Aku that everybody is kind of uh, willing to learn and trying out new stuff and and it's not just like a, no can't do, but it's everybody yeah that can be done. Uh, let's think let's think a way let's think of how, how to do it and 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 I think like. Basically, every time somebody in the end comes up with a solution or an idea that, okay, I, I saw this thing, okay, that there is this piece of code that we can use or, or there is this, I don't know, whatever it is, a typeface or, or whatever is the, is the solution that we need. So it's, um, it's really cool uh, bouncing off ideas and, uh, and it's still, I think, one of the uh, good things about working together in the office that that I really missed during the, the pandemic times when we all worked remotely. That. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it sounds like you complement each other very well, and then it plays well into the dynamic that, that you have. And actually, that was going to be the uh, question that I asked of how you found um, the time of where we all had to be separate uh, to work uh, in, in your space. Because I think uh, a lot of times, right, people have this notion that creativity is really solitary and a lot of times we need this idea this spark from somebody else to inspire our own train of thought uh so so it does sound like it, it was a struggle for you Aladi. what about you Uku christian did you have a harder time with working from home during the pandemic uh yeah in the beginning it was kind of interesting but but yeah i think it's the same thing that uh it's really hard to kind of sort of separate sort of spaces in sort of even in, in your mind, like whether whether you're working or not. So, uh, like, so kind of in the end of the pandemic part, we kind of started to go to the office, but 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 basically keeping like one or two people there, so we would still have sort of the separation between sort of work time and space, and then sort of home or others time and space. So. Uh, in the beginning, it was like kind of yeah, I kind of enjoyed it uh, because it was so more so comfortable. But, or, but in the end, it was kind of annoying. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that I, I need to go, or or everybody should go to the office like every day, starting from nine to five or whatever. But but I think it would be very helpful to have certain things at certain places and with certain people, if that makes sense. 
And so, like having meetings or impromptu or kind of questions answers and that discussion is something that you can't have via via Zoom, I think. And also, like uh, having like really kind of a time set aside or, or space set aside for, for working in a, it's also really, really helpful at times. But that's not something that it's universal to everybody, I think. Absolutely, and I think it goes back to what we mentioned earlier. It's like everybody is different, has different uh, kind of expectations, but there are some key points that we we all need. I tend to find uh, in in work that I need some time, like some really specific time for a personal creative project to get into the flow of the idea to follow a thread. Um, do you do you find that uh, you need that also, or are you uh, like what is your creative personal creative process uh, like? It's yeah. If I understood your question, mm, I personally don't have a, a specific process, so it's uh, it really well. It really depends on um, on, on the task at hand. Um, and I think usually at the start of the at the start of the um, of, of, a, of a project, it's um, um, I just just think who, who I would be working with on that project, who who would be the team. Uh, so it's always, always we start with a new project. So there is basically two decisions: who is the lead. So uh, it's either me or who who, who is uh, uh, we are. Like uh, we are the two partners, and so we are. Uh, one of us is is uh, is the project lead for for any project that we do. Uh, who is the lead, and then who would be the team? And then I usually just yeah get together with the team, and I think that same goes for Uku. And then we kind of just discuss um, uh, the brief or the information that we have. A lot of new questions come up, then we. we 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 see how we can answer those and and then then we kind of design the process during during that meeting as well usually or kind of think okay how we we how would we do it and then we we present that to the client and agree on the on the process and then we follow follow the process so yeah, it's designing the the process is is the first first step usually uh, but yeah. Uh, um, but that's, that's a very general general answer to a specific question. So, um, yeah, it really depends. Uh, if, if you if you need to find a typeface, then you you have one like some routines you follow. If you need to pick colors, or if you if you need to come up with a kind of a uh, visual style, then there are, and 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 we have, we haven't established any specific. Rules we we let the, each and every designer to have their own kind of processes inside the larger uh, uh, project. But we do have certain like spots or or so we we do know where we need to be at what time. So that's also mm -hmm. nice. yeah. Like, that's a big picture. That okay. This week we deal with that, and we in the end of the week we present that. But how you get there? So that's each designer's responsibility so and, and and then we have some internal uh, internal presentations and discussions also like kind of set into the into the timeline any tips on right uh, a lot of times we we can get stuck in some processes uh, where you know you might not be able to find the typeface or you might not be able to figure something out um, and I think that this keeps a lot of people, not just in design, but in general, kind of from trying new things or taking on something they're not comfortable with. Anything that you use for yourselves, maybe like a mental trick or anything that keeps you from getting stuck? Uh, just two things. It's either like uh, basically just taking a break and just doing something totally different, but, but and just basically sometimes the solution comes when you take the pressure on off certain and sometimes it comes like when you know that you have a like a really close deadline and, and you put a lot of pressure on and that somehow like uh, somehow you kind of figure things out so so the the, the most uh, uh, the place where people get stuck is I think in the middle part so it's like mm -hmm. there's like 
still enough time to kind of overanalyze things and, and get stuck in. But if you either remove the pressure or, or put a lot of pressure on that, you, you become unstuck. In. Yeah, sometimes you just, and then you maybe, yeah, and asking help for somebody to just have a second uh, opinion or fresh, fresh view on things and then say, hey, but, but then it's again, it's like sometimes you have like too many options and then it becomes just a kind of a general discussion and it's like, no, it should just be kind of really specific. Okay, I have three options here that which one you, you think works best for in this context and then and, and you uh, and you know, yeah, have to have to make these choices and have to narrow down. And again, as I said before, I mean, yeah, design is about excluding things uh, and and kind of yeah. And I, I think yeah, and there's something also that we have to communicate to our clients uh, that it's not kind of the there are many choices and, and quite a few of them are good and it's really hard to kind of find, and it's impossible to find the best one. So there are, yeah, and it, it's not just yeah, like looking at, you know, two typefaces or, or two logos that, okay, and you can look at them for, for, for days. Uh, but yeah, it's not actually about that, but it's, it's about how to, how to, how you make it work and how to, how you implement that and, 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 um, and actually there, this is where the effort should go. It's not, not just, you know, maybe fine tuning the, this, this one detail for, for, for weeks, but just, you know, how, how the big picture looks and, and, and how, uh, how the quality of the, the final applications will be. And that's, that's where, where things usually, uh, go, go wrong really really quickly even if the designers have, have done their job well um kind of following up on that a little bit of this idea of the decision making right where um you have to make a lot of little decisions but it has to play into this this big factor i've spoken with other people who other designers who when they present work they like the idea of presenting a few options um and I'm wondering how, how do you feel about that? Do you give uh, clients a choice with a few options or do you take the choice on yourself and then adjust it based on their feedback? What do you prefer? We, we, I, usually we work with one, uh, one thing. So we present one thing, but like if we, we sometimes show the process how we get there <clears throat> because like if, we, like if, if we're presenting something that, that's never the first thing that we came up with, it's always like, an iteration of mm -hmm. an iteration of an iteration, so there will be a track record of the process itself. But we don't like do like things based on just okay. Now we need another one. Like, if you know, like you put like eighty percent of your time into one concept and you think it works, and then you have to take let's say twenty percent of your time and do other just two other things to to put them out there because the client wants it. I think that's not really a good way to uh, spend time. However, what we can do sometimes, I've done in these situations that we have maybe like two designers who have proposals or two or three so designers who have, let's say, a couple of days of time and they kind of do, let's say, like a sketch or something like that. And then mm -hmm. they kind of have a discussion with the client. Okay, so we have like these types of ideas and directions. So like, what do you think is the most sort of reflective of what you, uh, uh, what you're thinking? But that helps to save time because, like, to do like the whole thing, like, times three, that would also mean that the client like needs to pay us for the <laughs> three total execution. And if, if usually they don't want to pay three times more. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the client asks for like different treatments or different ideas, and if yeah, if it's built into the process, so then we we do it. But the general rule, no. Um, because also we feel that I think that uh, it's our expertise that and our confidence that we, we actually present something that we feel is it's kind of the, I wouldn't say the best, but it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, in our mind, it's the best uh, solution to the problem uh, that we come up in the time we had. Uh, again, it's, it's all about time. So if the client says, okay, here's, 
is, is a budget for you to work on, on this for two months? Then yeah, sure, we can work on two months and, 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 and show, show them like stuff each week and um, at the school, but you, usually <laughs> for some reason they, uh, they never do that. So they like, yeah, maybe we have budget, budget for, uh, for, uh, for a few weeks for the initial concept. Okay, uh, I think on the concept of, of time and having it, uh, I covered everything that I wanted to. Uh, is there anything that you could think of that you think is important to share about uh, being designers, having an agency, having a partnership that we didn't touch on that you think would be good to know for somebody maybe starting from your shoes when you were I think it's always... Uh Money comment in that in that to that person or to that type of a person who's in that in that moment when you're starting a company it's always better to uh, not do it uh, alone uh, uh, possible with other people and also if if the person wants to do it alone it's always better to share like space with with people who have a similar mindset or who can be just sort of uh, like a good sort of Company in that sense, uh, so like, like in, in our case, like we, we shared an office with uh, Ryan Chapman, who didn't, he's an illustrator, didn't, like wasn't like our, didn't work for us, but it was really good to have this sort of another sort of person, another creative person in the office to sort of bounce ideas. And I know that we, we occasionally have people who are sort of renting our sort of desk or or we're just kind of like interning or something like that. So it's always always good to have different. People and different perspectives when you're starting. Because if uh, if you're totally alone, it's it's much easier to get stuff. Yep, absolutely. And it helps if you have a lot of uh, calming presence and voice, like you mentioned, right? <laughs> Having a partner that that can bring the room to to peace. Uh, I think that's true. Anything to add, Aladi? Uh, yeah, and uh, one one thing that. Don't be afraid to ask for help from other other designers or, or other yeah like other companies even in, in other fields uh, who are more experienced. So uh, we ask uh, like more experienced people uh, help, and they always uh, always answered. And then some people have asked us, and I think it's it's like totally okay to share like any kind of information. And if if we feel that it, we can't share that, but then when we don't, but but it, it's never been the case. Uh, I don't know about all kinds of things, business, you know, uh, budgeting, how to set up, I don't know, your processes, whatever. So yeah, I think it's for everybody's good if, if you know, designers do their work more professionally and, 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 um, and yeah, so we, we, we really, don't kind of feel that we're like obviously we are competing with other agencies but we we still like to call them colleagues uh, more than competitors that's uh, that's really nice i i like that idea that uh, if everybody has the resources to do their best then it reflects well on all designers and all agencies together so that's that's awesome <laughs>